0: Welcome to the PC Speaking Podcast series, Through the Bible in a Year, where we come together for daily reading and reflection. As we journey through the scriptures, let's dive into today's episode with Pastor Chris Miller. Hello, and welcome to January 4th, day four of the Through the Bible in a Year series of the PC Speaking Podcast. Thank you uh, for tuning in today. Congratulations for making it this far, day four. As the saying goes, you eat an elephant one bite at a time. Well, today we're reading from Genesis chapters 12 through 15 in Matthew chapter 5. We are reading about Abraham, uh, the call on his life, and also the most well-known sermon, well, probably most well-known talk of any kind for that matter, the Sermon on the Mount And Abram or Abraham starts out as Abram until God changes his name. And God makes some promises to Abraham that are ultimately fulfilled in Jesus. One of those promises is that his descendants would become a great nation, which later become the nation of Israel and ultimately all believers through the doctrine of adoption. Uh, Abraham believes God, but he makes several blunders along the way. One of the things the Bible tells us, Abraham believed God, it was counted to him as righteousness, but uh, he was far from perfect. But in spite of that, we still see that God keeps his promises and his promises are not reliant on human behavior. Um, After we finish up with our Old Testament reading for today, we'll move on to the book of Matthew in the New Testament and Jesus preaching the Sermon on the Mount. And boy, that's a deep one. There is a lifetime of depth and wisdom in the Sermon on the Mount. And so many things in the Bible are counterintuitive and counterculture and the Beatitudes in particular are such a great example of that. And they show us the the upside down nature of the way we often think versus uh, God's kingdom. Blessings for the meek, the merciful, the peacekeepers. And we'll read about all of those today. And Jesus Challenges cultural norms. He emphasizes righteousness, mercy, love over mere legalistic religious observance. And as we read, let's be inspired by Abraham's faith to better trust God, even in times of uncertainty. And let's also be reminded by the words of Jesus to live out God's kingdom values, even when we're swimming upstream against culture, which is a place Christians often find themselves All right, let's go to our reading. I'm going to start in Genesis chapter 12, read through chapter 15, and we'll hop over to the New Testament from Matthew chapter five. Then we'll come back for just a few thoughts to meditate on for the day. Genesis chapter 12. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country, your family, and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless them who bless you and curse him who curses you. And in you, all families of the earth will be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Abram took Sarai, his wife, Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had accumulated and the people that they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan. They came out to the land of Canaan. Then Abraham passed through the land to the place of Shechem, to the Oak of Morah. The Canaanites were in the land at the time. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. So he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he continued to a mountain in the east of Bethel and pitched his tent. Having Bethel on the west and I on the east, there he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Then Abram continued his journey toward the Negev. Now there was a famine in the land, so Abram went down to Egypt to live there, for the famine was severe in the land. When he was getting near to Egypt, he said to Sarai, his wife, I know you're a beautiful woman, therefore the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife, they will then kill me, but they will let you live. Say you are my sister, so that I may be treated well for your sake, then my life will be spared because of you. So when Abram entered Egypt, the Egyptians saw that Sarai was beautiful. The princes of Pharaoh saw her and committed her to Pharaoh, and she was taken into Pharaoh's house. He treated Abram well for her sake, and he had sheep and livestock, male and female donkeys, male and female servants, and camels. But the Lord afflicted Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Abram's wife, Sarai. So Pharaoh called Abram and said, What have you done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister? I might've taken her as my wife. Now here's your wife, take her and leave. Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. Chapter 13. So Abram went up from Egypt to Negev, he and his wife and all that he had and lot with him. Abram was very wealthy in livestock and silver and gold. He continued on his journey from the Negev and came to Bethel, to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai, to the place where he first met, made an altar. There Abram called on the land on the name of the Lord. Now Lot, who went with Abraham, also had flocks and herds, but the land was not able to support them both dwelling because together because their possessions were so great. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites, the Perizzites, dwelled in the land at the time. So Abram said to Lot, "'Let there be no strife, I ask you, between me and you, and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for are close relatives. Is not the whole land before you. Please separate from me. I will go to the left. Then if you will go to the left, then I will go to the right. If you take the right, then I will go to the left.' Lot lifted up his eyes and looked at the valley of the Jordan." That it was well watered everywhere like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as you go to Zoar. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Then Lot chose for himself the entire valley of the Jordan, journeyed east, and the two of them separated from each other. Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities in the valley and pitched his tent as far as Sodom. Now the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinners against the Lord after Lot had departed from him, the Lord said to Abram, now lift up your eyes and look for from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. All the land that you see, I will give to you and your descendants forever. I will make your descendants like the dust of the earth so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants could also be numbered. Arise and walk through the land across its length and its widths for I will give it to you. So Abram moved his tent and came and settled by the Oaks of Mamre, which are in Hebron, and built an altar to the Lord there. Chapter 14. In the days that Amraphel was king of Shinar, Ariot king of Eleazar, Kedileomer of Elam, and Tidal king of Goyim, they made war with Bera king of Sodom, Bersha king of Gomorrah, Shinar king of Admah, Shemaber king of Zeboiim, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar. All these were joined together in the Valley of Siddim that is, the Dead Sea. For 12 years they had served Kedor Laomer, but in the 13th year they rebelled. In the 14th year, Kedor Laomer and the kings who were with him came and defeated the Rephaites, and Ashtaroth, Carnaim, and Zuzites, and Ham, the Emites, and Shabba, Kerithim, and the Horites in their hill country of Seir, as far as El Paran, which is by the wilderness. Then they turned back and came and in Mishpat, that is Kadesh, and conquered the country of the Amalekites and also the Amorites who lived in Hetzion Tamer. Then the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Admah, the king of Zeboim, the king of Bela, that is Zoar, came out and they joined together in battle in the valley of Sidom against Leomer. the king of Elam, Tidal, king of Goyim, Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Ariok, king of Elisar, Four kings against five. Now the valley of Sodom was full of tar pits. And as the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some fell in them and the rest fled into the, the hill country. Then they took all the possessions of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their provisions and departed. They also took Lot, Abram's brother, who lived in Sodom and his possessions and went their way. Then one who had escaped came and told Abram that the Hebrew, he was living near the oaks of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eshcol and Aner. And these were allies with Abram. When Abram heard that his relative was taken captive, he armed his 318 trained servants born in his house and pursued them as far as Dan. During the night, he divided his men to attack them and defeated them and pursued them as far as Hobah, which is north of Damascus. He brought back all the possessions along with his relative Lot and his possessions and also the women and the people. After his return from the defeat of Keter Leomer and the kings who had joined with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him in the valley of Sheba, that is the king's valley. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God most high and he blessed him and said, blessed be Abraham by God most high, creator of heaven and earth and blessed be God most high who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abram gave it to him a 10th of everything. The king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the people and take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand to the Lord, God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing that is yours, not a thread or a sandal strap, lest you say I have made Abram rich. I will accept only that which my men have eaten and the portion that belongs to the men who went with me, Aner, Eshgal, and Mamre. Let them take their portion. Genesis chapter 15. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, Do not fear, Abram. I'm your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I am childless and the heir of my house is Eliar of Damascus. Abram said, Since you have not given me any children, my heir is a servant born in my house. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, This man will not be your heir, but a son that is from your own body will be your heir. He brought him outside and said, look up toward heaven and count the stars. If you are able to count them, and he said to him, so will your descendants be. Abraham believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. He also said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of the earth, the Chaldeans, to give you this land to possess it. But Abram said, Lord God, how may I know that I will possess it? So he said to him, bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Then Abram bought all these to him and cut them in two and laid each piece opposite the other. But he did not cut the birds in half. When the birds of prey came down to the carcasses, Abram drove them away. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram, and terror and a great darkness fell on him. Then he said to Abram, Know for certain that your descendants will live as strangers in a land that is not theirs, and they will be enslaved and mistreated for 400 years. But I will judge the nation that they serve, and afterward they will come out with great possessions. As for you, you will go down to your fathers in peace, and you will be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, your descendants will return here, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. When the sun went down and it was dark, a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram saying to your descendants, I have given this land from the river of Egypt to the great Euphrates River, the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, and the Kedmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. Over to Matthew chapter five in the New Testament. Now seeing the crowds, he went up on a mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he began speaking and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice, be very glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in this manner, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, How shall it be made salty? It is from then on good for nothing but to be thrown out, to be trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Do you think that I have come to establish the law or the prophets? I have not come to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one dot or one mark will pass from the law until all be fulfilled. Whoever therefore breaks one of these, least of these commandments and teaches others to do likewise shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will in no way enter the kingdom of heaven. You've heard that it was said by the ancients, "You shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be in danger of judgment." But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of judgment. And whoever says to his brother, "Raca," shall be in danger of the Sanhedrin. But whoever says, "You fool," shall be in danger of hell fire. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go on your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Reconcile with your adversary quickly while you are on the way with him, lest your adversary deliver you to the judge and the judge deliver you to the officer and you be thrown into prison. Truly I say to you, you will by no means come out there until you have paid the last penny. You've heard, is heard that it was said by the ancients, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her with, with her already in his heart. And if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and throw it away. For it is profitable that one of your members should perish, not that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away for it is profitable for you that one of your members should perish and not that your whole body be thrown into hell. It was said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that whoever divorces his wife, except for marital unfaithfulness, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries her who is divorced commits adultery. Again, you've heard that it was said by the ancients, you shall not swear falsely, but you shall fulfill your oaths to the Lord But I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. But let your yes mean yes, and your no mean no, for whatever is more than these comes from the evil one. You've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evil person, But whoever strikes you on your right cheek, turn to him the other as well. And if anyone sues you in court of law and takes away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go a mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks, and from him who would borrow from you, do not turn away. You have heard it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the sons of your father who is in heaven, for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. And if you greet your brothers only, what are you doing more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so. Therefore be perfect, even as your father who is in heaven is perfect. Well, that's our reading for today. And I'll just leave it with a few thoughts. Um, Abraham's journey from his homeland is, uh, he does so in in a response to God's call and is a testament to faith. And as you think about Abraham's journey, maybe you're in a spot where you have to step out in faith and, in a place where you need to trust God's guidance and consider what lessons you can learn from Abraham and his life that might help you. And in the New Testament, one of the things the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter five does, is it gives us a very radical vision of what it means to live for God's kingdom. And Jesus challenges cultural norms. He says some pretty extreme things there. He calls for righteousness beyond just acting righteous but moving to being transformed from the inside out. And think about what Jesus has to say about righteousness and how can we strive for a deeper, heart transforming righteousness in our relationships, our attitudes, and our actions as we seek to follow the Lord. Well, again, thank you for listening in today. And I will speak with you again tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today on the PC Speaking Podcast. Tune in tomorrow for another episode of Through the Bible in a Year. If you have found this helpful, please follow the podcast and share it with a friend. It is our hope and prayer that every episode helps enrich your relationship with God and His Word. Don't stop beating My soul will keep on singing Even louder